0: Microphone check one two what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the Rap Music Plug at your service. The Rap Music Plug Podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. What is up, family? Today I am up? joined by producer, rapper, extraordinaire, Ade Hakim, who, yes, if not directly responsible, is at least somewhat responsible for the current movement of that off kilter glitchy <laughs> lo fi. No, music. I'm not
1: responsible for that one. Yeah, off kilter glitchy. No, I'm not responsible for that.
0: Okay, okay. I don't well, know who's we'll responsible
1: it. for the off kilter glitchy, but I... we'll,
0: we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that a little later. That's but funny, man. You. <laughs> through his work you know as a member of new york's slums collective his own solo work and some famous production credits on albums such as earl's some rap songs mm. Ade has been making a pretty damn significant impact on hip-hop over mm. the better part of this last half decade so welcome to the show thank you
1: uh, thanks for the intro man yeah i'm just joking because all those those writer blogs say like, off kilter glitchy uh man it's tough just, to it i'll say know. it's tough to describe your sound like yeah, everybody I, I try to use fine. the best possible words this hip-hop new age hip-hop that's how I, that's what i call new it in my music hip-hop. in yeah. my music i you know i talk about new age hip-hop because that's all it is. We're on the newer generation of hip hop or, you know, I'm let me talk about myself. i um, I'm I represent the new age of hip hop. You know, I'm not a rapper. I'm a hip hop artist. And you know that that includes, you know, visual work, you know, mm-hmm. director, editing, you know, I like that you 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 said I was a producer first. That's really interesting because um, I don't know, man, I just feel like when it comes to journalism and 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 interviews and things like this, a lot of people really fail to represent the artist, how the artists want to be represented. So it's interesting though. Yeah, I like. But um yeah. <laughs> Do
0: you feel like what would be
1: your preferred way to be represented? Um, just an artist. Just you an know artist. What I mean? Like I I feel like a lot of people don't uh have much respect for quote unquote quote unquote rappers, because it was uh, set up that way. You know, it was, the I'm from the Bronx, so I'm from the, you know, the birthplace of hip hop, where you had MCs, where I could also be called an MC. Yeah. We have MCs, you know, alongside the DJ, really conducting the party, making sure everyone just feels good. That's what the MC is about to make, you know, because coming from the Bronx is like just imagine being in the Bronx in the '70s, where all these it was like it was wow, know, it was wild. Yeah, it was it was it was trashy. You know what I mean? The houses were burned down. It was it was rough. So you know, those people needed some upliftment. You know, they needed mm-hmm. to feel they they had to make hip hop. So um, that's what the MC was, making sure you know they felt good that that in that present moment and rappers don't do that rappers boast rappers you know flex stay nuts whatever it is and um uh that's just the difference between mcs and and rappers so um i just uh i know that you know it, you know a lot of people when they when they go on stage they play their 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 song they play yeah. their song with the lyrics on it you know what i mean and then they 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 just bump to their song and stuff like that uh that's 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 cool but i don't think that's really emceeing. Emceeing is playing just the beat yeah and letting your voice carry the whole show so um but not, yeah like that i like to be called an mc or a producer or just a hip hop artist you know what i mean or yeah i
0: feel that i see that distinction i can totally appreciate cuz i've seen I've seen a lot of shows. I don't know how many, at least like 50, 100, whatever. And mm. it's, it's, it almost feels like as a fan, there's certain genres of music where I don't, or sub genres in rap where I don't really care as much. Like seeing something more, like, like, I think I saw Future at a festival, like he was doing that kind of thing. But yeah. it was just like practically just going to a club. It was fucking, I had a great time. I was just bopping, dancing. But it, it's a different, it's a different vibe when you hear the artist say every single word you show display their breath control or their oh, yeah, lack exactly. of breath control it doesn't even matter like it's uh, energy yeah it's just energy yeah you're right like I, nah. I saw tyler once and he was he, he i mean he has he actually says it he has like a pretty like difficult i think he's like asthmatic or he just says breath control issues okay. but man it was the passion that came out and then i even saw him twice in, in igor and he actually improved so he, he's an MC. A bit. huh yeah he's MC. oh yeah, yeah he he put on a fucking show for igor like that was like a that was some strange shit but it was it was cool it was cool <laughs> um cool so <laughs> i wanted to start first with kind of diving into your beginnings as an artist so oh, yeah what gravitated you towards
1: making music when you were younger absolutely um yeah uh well to be honest i've always been around music um i have like you know i, I would wake up to music my mom would play you know, R&B in the morning when I was waking up for school, you know, every time I was with my dad in the car, he would play some new, you know, Outkast album or whatever it was that he had burnt. So I was just around music for so long. I never knew I was going to be a a, a musician. And i always thought like I was going to be an artist in terms of like drawings because i used to love drawing that was my thing when i was coming up as like a young young kid like five to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: to uh maybe 12. i was drawing all day like i would draw i would would put my homework aside to draw and um some reason just music started calling me when i turned into a teenager like it was first like jokes you know because um Yeah, I just I just saw it as, you know, a fun thing. And I would tell like my family, like, hey, you know, and I would use rapper. I would be like, yeah, I'm going to be a rapper. And um, everybody individually, every day, as I told them, they laughed at me. (laughs) They all laughed at me because because when you think of a rapper, you think of, you know, a certain image. Yeah. Feel me like you think of a certain person that fits a certain image that talks about a certain life that I do not qualify, qualify for. I'm from the Bronx, but, you know, My upbringing was still different. I was hood adjacent. You feel me? Like hood adjacent, yeah. You know, so so um, like it's uh, it was it was it was painful to 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 see them laugh at me, you know, and not believe me because I really saw it when I told them. When I had the confidence to tell them I was going to be this rapper, quote unquote, I was I saw it. Like I didn't see anything else. How old were you around that time? Uh, like 14, 15, 14. Okay. Yeah. And you know, I already had like a little meme page on Facebook. This one, Facebook was popping. Mm -hmm. I had a meme page and I had like a little bit of like a fan base from through memes. I was like the, I had like original content always. I didn't like repost memes. So people like, gave me respect for, for my original content, my OC. Mm -hmm. That's what it was called OC. And um, yeah, everyone was like, oh, everyone in the family was like, okay, Ade, you, you can, you have a platform, you should use this to, you know, start a business or something. Like everyone was trying to tell me what to do. And I was like 14, not trying to really make money. I was like, nah. And I just got rid of the meme page. I think one of them got hacked. I was on a couple, one of them got hacked. And then I just kind of lost the passion because it was a little bit immature version of me. So um, when I started music, I, you know, somehow you know, created a, a a musical following like I did, like I had a, like, with the, the meme page, but it was totally separate. Like I, I still got it from scratch. I didn't like promote myself on any meme page, like, I had to start from the ground up. So uh, I had this type of like ability, where you know, like, I would attract following whatever, whatever I would do in the internet, and I wanted to like, Put my faith in I. I would attract the following. Started off making beats, you know, for my raps, really, because I uh, I didn't put myself out as a rapper or or an MC or whatever lyricist, whatever you want to say, um, because I wasn't, you know, I didn't really have much to talk about, hmm. you know, I was still young, you know, it's like still, you know, doing fantasy bars, fantasy rap, and stuff like that. Um, and I also didn't have many beats. So when I started making beats for myself, um, I just kind of ditched rapping, you know, which is funny that you, you said producer rapper. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, but it, it, it makes a lot of sense because I was known for that first. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I was known as six press and I had, you know, this, I was a part of this community that was like really supportive on SoundCloud like it's the original SoundCloud OG days like the SoundCloud you know like the the whole layout looked different it was very like basic no advertising no advertisements and it's just people who were passionate and people who had talent and um I met a lot of cool people and then um you know I even met you know the fellow MC Mike through SoundCloud. And he also lived by me in the Bronx at the time. And, um, you know, after, you know, I got affiliated with his Crew Slums, I started to, you know, feel more confident in rapping. And I I put out a debut in like late 2015. And from then on, everything took off, you know, from 2015 to 2016, 2017, 2018, every, every year has like a stamp of like milestones or something like that was like groundbreaking and, Mm -hmm. and that would help me push forward to the next goal. And I mean, I guess before that too, but it was like really manifesting in the physical sense. You know, before I was just online making beats, online making memes. Mm-hmm. You know, homeschooled for all of high school, so I was home all the time. But in 2015, you know, me and Slums, you know, me, Mike, and Daryl, we was really active about uh, finding sh- venues to perform at, finding connections and networking and all that stuff. And you know, it's easy when you live in New York too and you, and you grew up in New York and, you know, all these people from, from little kids and I was in Manhattan, I was in Brooklyn, you know, we, we was very diverse. So, um, the connections just came through fast, you know, people believed in our, 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 our craft. We was real young doing it. It's like 17, 16 and above. And, um, yeah, people, people, people supported us. And yeah.
0: So you were really young when this happened. So did you, did you ever have an issue, especially at that beginning part when you really started to get some traction in the in your career? Did you ever have like problems with ego? Did you ever get kind of like gas yourself up too much and had to ca- catch yourself later, or were you kind of taking it Absolutely. in stride at the
1: from the get go? Absolutely. I mean, I feel like that happened around. You know, my ego wasn't about like, oh, I am the shit. Who are you? I am. I That was never my ego. You know, the ego, ego presents itself in many different ways. Mm-hmm. My ego came out when it was like people were overlooking what I was doing. And it still happens to this day. People overlook me, you know, mm-hmm. like it's whatever, because I killed that ego. You know, sometimes it wants to come out, but I killed it for the most part. But my ego was about, you know, like I did this, this, you know, that's, you know, that's all ego. talk. I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. And look, no one's. No one's, you know, like it's that's all ego talk. So that's how my ego was coming through because I felt unappreciated after a while, and I felt used and abused and exploited. Yeah. And and you know, the way I handled it, it was I was so surprised on how things were taken about, or, or or just you know revealing itself, and um my ego came out in a way, but um. It was never like a, a ego where it's like i'm better than these people i just i've never been i've never carried myself like that and when i was in that like middle school i was hanging out with the popular kids and the dorky people you know like, i never really like judged anybody for who they were you know because i i wasn't i wasn't trying to catch up with the image i was just trying to you know have fun you know that's it yeah if you uh if you never ended up linking up with mike
0: um uh, through soundcloud and kind of linked up with with slums do you think you'd be where you are today or do yeah. you feel like you'd uh, be doing something completely different or would you you have
1: confidence you'd still be it would doing look something different. good of course like- it would look different because yeah. slums impact was amazing you know what i mean Slums' the impact on that slums had on me was amazing and i'm pretty sure they would say vice versa you know i had a big impact, impact on slums as well i think that i i was just man how my whole mindset was like man like, like when I told my, my, my parents and I told my brothers and my sister, like, I'm going to become this person, like from that day. Like I uh, and it's funny, man, because you're from Canada. Yeah. I say this a lot in my music. I talk about it every now and then. So people who I guess like know this about me already know. But Niagara Falls is where I saw the vision. Wow, it was so spiritual. Looking into the 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 the, the, the endless water,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where I, you know, I I just had an epiphany and a revelation. Where it's like, you know, I don't know. I just maybe I was I was smoking a little weed too. So it was um, it it was a combination of two. But uh, I just thought about dreams. I thought about dreams and. I've thought about the moment where, you know, like you have a dream and then you're about to die. And um, when you die, you wake up, you wake up before you actually die. A lot of at least for me. Yeah, I've, that, I've you know, had that, you know, like I wake up before. like I'm like, I'm not trying to see myself die. Boom. and But like right when I die, I wake up. And uh, and I, I just had this like thought that like kind of like changed my life. And I know it may not sound so deep, but it was like maybe it was just like it was it was deeper than that. But this but that's just how the thought that that was the thought that like sparked everything. But um, I just thought, like, what if that's the life we're living right now? Like when we die, we just wake up into another existence in reality. And I don't know why that chain reaction just started me. It, it helped me to 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 live an actual dream that I wanted to live. So you're saying it
0: kind of made you pursue your dream in that way because you because you thought there'd be another kind of like another existence following this life.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've always believed in reincarnation and afterlife and all that stuff, but it was just that that thought that just helped me break through something. I don't know what it was kind of. I can't really just fully describe it, but that Mm -hmm. that experience at Niagara Falls, seeing the water crash for the first time you know just blew my mind yeah i mean it doesn't like i i think i get what you're saying
0: but at the end of the day it's it's something that's something that moved you in a way that you're never going to be able to tell someone else so i feel yeah, that like yeah, I, it's yeah, yeah words
1: can't describe this is english Fuck english but um <laughs> uh so yeah like i think i would still be where i was where who i i think i still think i would be where i am but just in a different way obviously yeah because you know i still you know like i still took some of the influence and impact from slums and i i carry it with me in my my new uh music i carry it with me and you know there's there's certain things that i i, I still bring with me because there's there was a lot of good things that came from those years so mm-hmm. so so i'm definitely appreciative if i would say like yeah i could be the same person without that would be fully out of ego and i think that would be me sounding a little bit ungrateful for all the times that we had and um you know just uh the 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 ways that they helped me Mm -hmm. yeah so if we
0: go to now like just your production style and your sound in general in at least in my opinion i find that your sound is like distinctly you i can give you an example i was actually listening to mike's tears of joy earlier uh, yeah. this week and i never actually checked the production credits of that album like at any point until mm-hmm. just like a couple days ago and i only did it because when i got to Planet, it i was like oh because i knew you had produced something on this album like i was yeah. aware of that and then yeah. as soon as it came on i was like "That's obviously it's obviously you like yeah it's your your sound is just so eclectic and like brimming if you look at like it breathes in a lot of ways, like it's saying something you don't even need to, obviously you're rapping over, like you rap over your beats, but I'm saying like, you don't even need to, because it says so much. I get so much emotion, so much personality. There's like so many little micro chops of different sounds. So like, how would you describe your sound if you, if you had to? Um,
1: timeless. Um, uh, higher frequency. I think that it's also simplistic at the same time. So, you know, I don't do too much to my beats. Like some of these beats that people love so much took like 15 minutes to make, you know, like very simple, simple. The simplicity is the best. Like Twami is a producer that I really grew up loving and, you know, like his loops were so simple. But, you know he didn't do anything to him you just found a loop that you can loop on for like three minutes or like honestly if you want to really get to the point like 10 minutes and you wouldn't like you wouldn't even know that it was the same loop looping like so i try to you know follow his footsteps into you know uh making something that could not be annoying when after it loops like four times like all right you know mm-hmm. i get it where it's like there's a there's little elements in the loop that um, you don't even pick up until you listen to it over and over again. So timeless, timeless, a higher frequency and simplistic.
0: Yeah. You're saying timeless. I find that's, that's very poignant because a lot, I don't know if it's like, I'm not exactly sure. And I think this is speaks to the point. I can't actually ever pinpoint like where a lot of these vocal samples, for example, come from. Cause they feel like, oh, that's some like throwback. That sounds like some old soul, but then it kind of doesn't kind of feels like it's very modern. And I feel like that's kind of exactly how I would describe like listening to your, to your, at least the sound is, it's just so, yeah, it's so timeless. I can't really pinpoint a specific time period where this is harkening yeah, back I Sample.
1: To. I sample timeless music because, you know, I don't sample music that I don't enjoy. I sample music that I enjoy. It may be from the seventies but I'm enjoying it right now, like in mm-hmm. 2021. And to to give my give my own spin and in, in like, uh, give my own uh, take and, and spin in, and and chop the samples and flip it, it makes it even more timeless in my own way with my energy added to it. But as the music itself was already timeless, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, cause like, man, good music is gonna be good music. You know, our ears don't really change, you know, maybe, culture changes and and uh society changes and and pop culture changes, but uh good music always remains good music. And do you
0: do you purposely like aim to make beats that are like by design different from what's out there because I find it's incredibly unique or is it just
1: comes natural? I live in, your in your my process? I live in my own bubble. So I don't even I don't even check up on what people are doing. Like I know that's how a lot of people out in this fucking shitty ass industry be doing sorry that i say call it shitty but you know i don't want to come through with negativity but um a lot of people in this industry um they come through and they compare they compare their music with other people they compare they compare like and they're in this like it's like a sickness they're in this like mode where they just are constantly comparing and seeing what they do like about people and why they could imply into their own stuff, what they don't like and how they feel. So I don't do that. I just live in my own bubble, you know, and I make music that I found I found my style, I found what I'm comfortable with. And I just know where I need to grow. I know what I where I need to improve in terms of mixing and 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 drum patterns. So I, I you know, I do take inspiration from other people. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't listen to too many people a lot of the time, because when you're in your mode, like I'm in a mode right now, G. like I'm in, I'm in a mode where like, like, I'm I, like, this is, pro- this is probably going to be like, go down as one of the greatest years, greatest, greatest decades of my life. So that's great, man. So like, I, I feel like, you know, I'm not trying to be influenced by any outside sources i'm trying to be influenced by myself and i'm trying to learn from myself learn you know of course you got to come outside every now and then to be in it it, you have to be in touch with everybody else and you have to understand where we we are collectively but personally i'm doing a lot of personal work so um uh the question was can
0: you come back sorry oh like do you purposely aim to make beats that sound different
1: or if it's just natural so yeah i don't it's, it's just natural, it's just man, natural right? Right? i mean I, I i purposely try to make beats like make it if i drop the, the happiest people for the walk-off i purposely try to make it sound different than happiest people i, I you know it, it may sound like a grown up, more grown up version of Happiest People. But mm-hmm. I purposely made sure that there was certain things that I did differently with The Walk-Up than I did with happy. So that's what that's what I do. I try to listen to my old music and, and then find out how I could do it better and what I can improve on. Because, you know, I, a lot of this shit is just self-taught. You know, no one mm-hmm. taught me how to fucking structure a song. I just go with what goes, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned you are still um inspired by by some artists and and one particular artist when i listen to your music it's not just the sound to be honest uh, but let's go also in how you carry yourself and how like apo- unapologetically you your actions guess you are, say? are your viewpoints are you gonna yeah, say kanye
1: yeah i knew it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i knew it as soon yeah. as you said that one artist i was like kanye but yeah
0: my bad i didn't mean to no interrupt. i mean and you also make rap like i didn't even really it didn't naturally come to me necessarily, but I was just listening to your music recently. And especially the walk-off, you have at least like two, three, just lyrical references to him. And and I was thinking That's like, true, and I was like, okay, like let me think about Kanye for a second. And then like, it's obviously your music isn't similar in a lot of ways, but there are like just some things both in how you carry yourself. Like I said, but also like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a new age is the way you put it. It's makes sense. I it's not like you're always... making Kanye
1: beats. That's some bullshit no. to say, but yeah. No, I've, uh, I've 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 been listening. Kanye was the first rapper I've listened to, you know, both my parents, you know, separated. But every time I was with my mom, College Dropout was cranking. Yeah. And in my dad's whip, College Dropout was cranking. You know, they both had different songs because they were both different people. They both had different favorite songs. So yeah. my mom wouldn't let me listen to Breathe In, Breathe Out, like certain songs where he was being <laughs> too explicit. But when I was with my dad, he didn't give a fuck. And my dad really liked The, the Last Call. Where he was explaining his story and how he got signs, of my mom really like workout plans. She like she like Jesus walks. She you know it was different dynamics of Kanye. So Kanye in the early stages of his career with with the college dropout, he he had so he had different versions of Kanye that we all seen evolve. You know yeah. like, and um, you know a lot of people say they miss the old Kanye, but I feel like Kanye has always been. That Kanye is just amplified when you put the money on it. Yeah, you put money in the spotlight. This, yeah, all, the spotlight and and the uh, the scrutiny and the, and the and the and the shame. But I've always not for everything. You know, you can't like people could easily bring up like, oh, but what if we? What about when he said this and that and that? You know, like, I'm not always gonna be agreeing with another person because I don't put anybody before my own morals. Mm-hmm. But um, when Kanye you know, was yelling at Swayze, telling him he had, he didn't have the answers. I understood Kanye. Like uh, when 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 uh, when when Kanye went on VMAs and, and told Taylor Swift that Beyonce had the, the, the greatest videos of all time, I understood Kanye. Like mm-hmm. uh, I know it wasn't the best thing, but like I think it's a sacrifice that uh, that uh, he needed to do. I know it didn't make Beyonce feel comfortable and and whatever, and people who knew Kanye didn't make them feel comfortable, but uh we we gotta I think we needed that to happen in a fucking stage award, like uh MTV, uh music video, whatever it was called, music choice awards or whatever. Yeah. And um, and uh cause cause uh because man, a lot of people can't tell you what 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 that Taylor Swift song is called. <laughs> oh shit! Sure. I just thought that. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> I know the year. I know what she was wearing. I don't remember. I mean, personally, I I watch MTV a lot, so I I knew I knew the song "You Belong with Me." But uh, oh yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah, that yeah. it wasn't that great of a song. Sorry, Taylor, it wasn't that great of a song for me. I mean, I listened to it, but just imagine everyone celebrating. Uh oh, the single ladies. Oh, the single ladies. Oh, this single ladies. That, that sounds a little bit more timeless to me. Um. And just, just seeing Beyonce walk up on stage dancing, you know, to take that award, I, I just feel like that would be a little bit more accurate than it was. And, and I, maybe Kanye was just drunk, went on stage. It's just, a, it, it's kind of hilarious, to be honest. No, it's so hilarious. It breaks but... through the narrative of what they do. Like, if you think about the Oscars, you know, like they they were like so anti-Black for so long, like this, this Hollywood, Hollywood was so anti-Black, but they got all their inspiration from Black culture and Black people. So Kanye being Kanye and not being like a, a, a celebrity puppet just clapping for something he knows is not right. Mm-hmm. In his heart, he went on stage feeling like he could do that because he's Kanye and, you know, take the backlash, but still know that he's right in it, how he yeah. felt. And shit, that's, that's fucking brave. No, it is brave. That is brave. I feel like Kanye is like, I feel like
0: he's like a, a perfect representation of like, the lack of nuance in our world because yeah, yeah I i feel the yeah. same. Yeah I don't agree with a good amount of his stuff especially the more recent stuff maybe comments, even though the recent
1: shit. the recent stuff I agreed with him even more man like slavery is a choice woo that was you know I was you know because I was really using that was like 2018 I remember yeah that was, that, too, that was that time, like yeah. I, yeah the TMZ and he went on TMZ I think there was such a like mature mature thing for him to, to and, and really strong thing for him to go on TMZ and you know be vulnerable like he like you know like like he was in that in that moment because TMZ harassed Kanye so much throughout his whole you know yeah. life, uh his celebrity life. So he went on TMZ saying that slavery is a choice, knowing that they would only take that audio bite and give it out to people and people just feel like take him out of context, but what he's really talking about is mental slavery. And um and he was he, I think in the next line he was saying like we're literally mental slaves, but no one heard that part. No one resonated. No one no one wanted to resonate. It was the choice that people did not want to resonate with it. Yeah. And and uh I I resonated with it and I understood. So I used that moment in time and that 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 clip. To not judge people, but to see where they're at mentally. If people were upset at Kanye for saying that, then I could see that A, they either take everything from the headlines, or two, they 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 uh they are easily triggered by anything negative that is uh connected with slavery. And and if you know about the patterns of how they keep black people brainwashed and controlled, is throw them another triggering image or idea or thought that connects to slavery because it all affect, it affects all of all of my people mm-hmm. so they keep doing it because they know that the wound has still not healed so they they keep picking at it and um you know so so so, so that could get that's that could get deeper that's a whole yeah, other that conversation yeah de- that could get uh, that could but, get um, deeper for sure but like- the same but I built on that I built on that uh going back to my music I built on that idea because I, I, me growing up, like, like I had to break through so many versions of mental slavery, and and you know, like a lot of people in in my uh, community or some whatever are are depressed. A lot of people are making music and putting their depression in the music, and a lot of people are there's a lot of like industry people who are capitalizing off of that that depression, and that's why I made happiest people in the world wide web, and. You know, happiness is literally a choice. It's like slavery would be a choice. So happiness is a choice. You can you can you can't control everything that happens to you in your life, but you can choose to decide how to react to it. And your reaction is really how how you take control over your life, your reactions. You know, I make sometimes I, I react the worst way, you know, mm-hmm. but that was my choice to react. You know, if we feel like we don't have a choice to react, that means something else is controlling us. And that's not that's not natural.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So if you so I think you're actually saying a lot of interesting things. I want to dive into. So starting with like going back to that Kanye slavery thing for a second. Yeah. Come on. I feel like like I get what you're saying, and and I think that's what because when I I actually saw that, like I think I was at home that day and I saw it on Twitter. Like he said it, and I was like, he didn't actually. I was like, first thing I first reaction, there's no way he actually said that shit. And then I read saw the the one minute clip, and I'm like, oh shit, he said that. But then I'm like, okay, I. I just don't understand that is literally what he said or what he meant. Then yeah. I saw like the majority or all of that, like it was a long interview, like 30, 40 minutes. And my thinking is that I totally, I kind of was, I was on the track you were, except I still feel like it was more gray than that, because I think I get what he was saying. It's just that, because you, you actually made the point for me is that the mental, the triggering, how triggering slavery is. I yeah. find the way he worded that given his his stage oh, yeah. his platform his voice yeah was very reckless in a way that like because i don't feel like the world got better or like the discourse that followed it was productive i feel like people just spent the majority of it hating on him i was like okay even if i get where you may were maybe we're trying to go the way you worded it was sloppy and therefore yeah. everybody just hates you like no one's really
1: gaining but Anything I think everyone. This. I think no one really hates Kanye. They might like pro- hate it, but like they're hating. No, no, on no. Him. Yeah, no they one was hates. Programmed him. to hate Kanye because who's really hates Kanye is the people who control the media. They, they, they program the 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 mass mind to hate Kanye for whatever reason. So I every time someone's like, oh, you because I don't keep up with Kanye like that. I'm gonna be real. I just be living my life. You know what I mean, but everyone talks about Kanye when Kanye does something. Kanye, you know what I mean. So, so everyone's like, "Oh, you heard what Kanye did," and I'm like, "Nah," and I'm not really trying to watch it, you know, because I, you know, I'm I'm a person where I'm like, you know, like if you if you if you do one red flag, you know, if I support you and you do one red flag, I'm going with my gut senses and I'm not really gonna support you anymore. And usually, yeah. I'm right, you know, with all these people that do the crossover stuff and then they sell out and all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So I. So when people say, you heard what Kanye said this time, I, I get a little bit like, okay, if, you know, I, I'm like, okay, this might be the day I, I you know, I don't fuck with Kanye because, but I, when I when I tune in for myself and I tune into the whole piece of where everyone's mad at, I take what I take from it, you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. I, I'm at mentally, when I heard, when I seen the slavery as a choice, I've, it, it's not like I didn't think of that before. I thought about it before. I knew about mental slavery. I've, I've I had the, the song for mental slave survivors for so long. Like I had that line, you know, we some mental slavery survivors. Yeah. I had that line for so long, like since like 2017, which was before he said that. You know, I've 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 been new, known about mental slavery. You know, we we were, I'm free to do this. You know, I'm not in in handcuffs. I'm not, but mentally, if I'm not at ease and emotionally you know if i'm not at peace someone could control me easily yeah through triggers that's mainly what it is it doesn't need to be a trigger of slavery that's just the one with that's the one black people have to get through yeah but everyone's controlled through their triggers so that's why it's it's easy, it's, it's it's good to not uh it's good to understand what tr- what triggers you so you can heal that pain you know yeah and yeah, I'm not saying that Kanye helped anybody heal the Joe's triggers by saying that stuff, but I did understand what he meant with that. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, yeah. I see that. Yeah, you know I do Like I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say like he said it the best way. I'm I'm not I'm not a dick writer <laughs> Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Y'all messing with some gangsters, riders, mental slave survivors, y'all still one piece and hollow gangsters, riders, mental slave survivors, y'all still
0: one piece, y'all Okay, so um Before we kind of get into this this whole like some rap song situation, I wanted to just get get a feel because you talked about it right from the get go when I was kind of introing you. So what do you think your influence has been on like the underground scene of hip hop? And do you feel like you've gotten the respect credit you deserve because you kind of touched on all of these things a
1: little bit throughout our discussion? There's a lot of people that hate on me. I might start with that, you know. But uh, I don't lead with hate, I lead with love, you know? So I inspire a lot of people, you know? I, I've, I've, like, there's so many people that, like, I'm, I'm responsible, like, I, I feel like I, I helped their careers so much in terms of just support and, and words of affirmation and, and just whatever it may be, you know what I mean? I feel like I carry a force where, you know, I've always been anti-industry, I've always been a, uh, you know, you know, free thinking. I'm an independent thinker. You know, I, I do, I do what I feel that is right. Cause I don't do anything that's, I don't intensely do anything that I know that's wrong. You know what I mean? Sometimes I could be petty, you know, but that's little, that's minuscule level. Like I'm talking about on the grand scheme of level things. Like I own, I do what's what I feel is right. And um, so, uh. Yeah, I have a very big impact on people, you know, sometimes it hurts because it feels like the game is rigged and is rigged against people like me. And, um, you know, people put their faith in the game more than they put their faith in their self. And I put my faith in myself. And some people that I help put on put their faith in the game. So it's painful to watch people bow down to a system that's just trying to milk them and exploit them. But you know I can't save anybody, so I'm I'm more than just an entertainer. You know I'm not just here for entertainment. I always come through with a, a perspective of truth. You know whether people are like it or not. So I think you know I, I'm playing my part the best I can. I'm, I'm I'm I like I'm trying to meditate more. I'm trying to just exercise more. I'm trying to take my mind off of social media more because I really feel like when we connected I was on social media a lot that day saying a lot of hot takes because I love to do that stuff but um uh, I'm trying to focus on my health more and and keep myself distracted read more books because I get triggered (laughs) like we're just saying I get triggered when I see people who I've definitely helped along the way you know just uh, it's, uh sometimes 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 i just get triggered seeing them bro. Right? because because yeah. people do people do me wrong bro. Right? that's <laughs> people that's how i feel maybe i'm taking it personal and i have a song where I, i'm there's like a newer song i'm talking about i t- i take I, sometimes i'm taking things personal but but i get triggered when i see people because to me i know they're not keeping it real with themselves and um it's okay because uh i'm just i'm just doing my my work and the work that I need to do in my life. It's bigger than music. It's bigger than art. It's the work I need to do in my life because I'm here until I don't need to be here anymore. And um, uh, when I'm gone, uh you know, I, I, I really, I really believe that, you know, things are gonna more good things are, are gonna be said than bad things. And that's my goal to just play my part and have a positive impact on. The world around me if they don't want to accept it right now that's fine i need to accept it for myself and that's how i feel right now
0: fair enough <laughs> so so then we go now to this uh this some rap song situation and, and i just want to like obviously jump in or correct me if i'm like not summarizing it because i yeah. just want to kind of get to what we want to talk about here but yeah. so uh for those that are unaware Ade linked up with Earl while he was in the process of creating some rap songs. Uh, He produced Nowhere to Go, one of the lead singles off the album, as well as a track formerly known as In My Veins, now called Veins. So with Nowhere to Go, yes, he did receive credit for the beat, but the compensation didn't follow as it should have due to contract technicalities. And then the previous "In My Veins" beat mysteriously was replaced with a Earl-produced beat "In Veins." Oh, okay. Yeah. So
1: to talk about that.
0: Yeah. So to start, just tell me. Just first, just tell me how the relationship started, how it was like working with Earl on uh, on the album, and just as it relates to the initial music creation process.
1: Let me start off by saying, man, shout out to Earl Sweatshirt, man. I love that man. Inspired me um, a bunch, you know. Like that was a that was an artist that I that I uh, you know when it came to like following Odd Future, of course, you know I took a lot of inspiration and in production from Tyler the Creator because at the time, you know, Earl Sweatshirt was gone, but Earl's Earl's lyricism, flow, and vocabulary. Was something i put on a high pedestal like i thought he was going to be the, the greatest rapper this was before i even decided to rap mm-hmm. so i put him on a high pedestal and um to to for you know one day mike and i you know i was working on the job not my first nine to five and when you know mike mike met up with me at, at the work and this was in um, uh, it's a it's in manhattan it's like a place called soho's right by it's I, I used to work like a, a block from where a supreme store was and you know you know our future they always talk about supreme yeah. so hey i happen to be good in <laughs> supreme so so but mike saw him from afar like mike was like oh shit that's earl he's like Let, let's go and say what's up to him right so we so we we like a block away and then we he i think earl starts posting up um at uh, supreme you know what i mean and you know uh you know mike walks up to him he's like yo man just Want to say, uh, I respect your music, man. I think it's Mike. Peace, you know. And then Earl was like, All right, cool. And I, I adapted him up too. And then we went about our business and did what we, I forget what he was originally going to link up for, but we did what we really originally came to do. We didn't fanboy, yo, Earl, but but we was hyped because, um, we already made we was already making so much music, uh, great music that people still bump to this day because 2016 was a great year for slums that was slums peak right there and uh, uh just to see you know to work on to work on your dreams and see people who inspired you just to see them in like the physical form is a sign whether you end up working with them or not is a sign from the universe from the higher powers that you are aligning yourself with you know that type of caliber you know you're lining yourself with that type of caliber so because like when I was working at that job I saw also I saw Andre 3000 just standing on the block uh, like, that's like seeing like, a unicorn yeah 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 no actually in New York it is like seeing a unicorn but New York he was he was just always chilling and he was just standing on the block just like mad tall from what I remember he was tall looking up in the sky with some shades and I was like oh shoot are you 150,000? He's like, yes, I am. You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, oh shit, yo! And I told him like my dad used to play his music card, and then I shared that memory. And he I said, oh, thank you, man. That means a lot. What, what's your name? And I said, my name's Ade. And he said, thank you, Ade. I appreciate you, man. And when when he said that, you know, I was still young. I was so I was shook when he said thank you, Ade, I was like, uh, okay, man. I'm, I'm not trying to bother you, peace. <laughs> you know, and people do that to me now. Like, I'm not trying to bother you. I'm like. I'm we just chill, we just chilling, man. But yeah. but he was really just chilling. I didn't even bother him. But I I got nervous. Really, what I was trying to say was I'm. This is too real for me right now. I'm nervous. I'm gonna walk away and <laughs> you I, I contain myself. I don't want to see you know. Um, but yeah, you know we saw we saw Earl and I was, that's that's what I gotta say. Like shout out to Earl, man, because uh before whatever business relationship it was, I used to just be a fan of his. And um, I've I've expressed that to him, and you know he he expressed that he's a he's a he was a, a newly fan of our music too, and you know we shared admiration for each other. You know, didn't look up to him because I was my own man, but we shared we both shared admiration for each other. Yeah. Um. Uh. And and what was the what was the initial question?
0: Like how did just like generally like how how was it working with him? How was the relationship at that point? Uh, um, how was you know, he in the studio? I, that- I don't know
1: man i not now i got a name drop, bro because 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 man i wish we could work with him i wish we was able to work with him in more peace and and quiet you know once people started found once people realized that we was working with him uh more people were kind of like trying to like position their way into being around us and stuff like that and it wasn't as authentic anymore you know we had to like close doors and stuff like that like like you know like mm-hmm. instead of working in silence but i took a picture of mike madani and, and earl sweatshirt on this on the madani stoop i know madani might have just been excited but he posted it on his instagram <laughs> he posted it on his instagram like i was like oh let's keep this in my mind like, let's keep this Chill, man, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god," you know. And um, yeah, because only before then, prior then, only the people who like were really like tapped in knew, and they weren't really gossiping about it. But um, you know, uh, so so um, you know, I forgive Madonna though. It's okay. It, things happen. Things happen. Uh, and uh, after that, it just kind of seemed like not directly after that, but like it just, it just. Uh, I don't know. It just wasn't as authentic anymore. I, I if I'm working with somebody, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell the whole world before I get anything done. Like there was no mm-hmm. music done. And Maybe if we made a whole tape together and we took a picture and put it in the world, like, all right, something solidified here. Yeah. you know, I don't want to just be the image next to Earl. I wanna I wanted to work with Earl. You yeah. know, you know, I wanted to work with him. That meant more to me than people seeing me around him. Mm-hmm. But um, we did work and uh, I'm grateful for that. And, um, you know, uh, it, it helped me, it helped me, I learned a lot from it. Um, yeah, I, I, I heard I overheard you explaining the, the story of veins. I don't even think we need to talk about that. Because um, I already, I already talked about that. You know, I, I've already made a video about that, it blew up, and got 50,000 views. The yeah, biggest yeah I saw it too yeah yeah the biggest the biggest viewed video on my youtube channel and um mm-hmm. helped me get monetized, you know got a lot of people upset industry people, <laughs> you know um so uh I felt like even though it helped a lot of people understand a little bit more about what goes on with Sony and the labels and you know yeah. sometimes your favorite rapper at the time, whatever um, it hurt some people too. I can't ignore that. It hurt some people, you know, some people were like, why is Day doing this? Like, what is the cause? Like, is he trying to slander me? Is he trying to slander my friend? Is he mm-hmm. trying, you know, like, why, what, what, what is he trying to hurt somebody? Like, what is Is this for his closure? But at the end of the day, it was for my closure. I, I think that a lot of people were believing something about whatever this music thing was, this, these interactions were that was not true. Like a lot of p- people are silent. Like I say, they they're silent. They don't speak their truth and they just play the game. They yeah. they put their faith in the game. I heard people say out their mouth, "Well, that's just the game." Like, nah, jesus this is my life. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put the game before my life, man. And the game is fucks up your mind. It's That's why you see all these famous people uh, taking pills and 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 going crazy because they can't. They they feel like there's no space for them to be themselves, and they have to always be this persona. And some people dream for that, you know. But that was never my dream. Like I was never my dream. My dream was always beyond that, you know. Maybe you know I I thought like maybe we'll get some attention one day, and that would be beautiful to see. But but I always knew that you know in terms of spiritual development and growth. I would be beyond that. So right now, what everyone's seeing in my career is me surpassing that, the being validated by the industry. You know, I don't care to be a household name. I don't care, I'm just trying to focus on my health and be the best me I could be. Because if you throw thousands and billions of dollars in my face while I'm me at this current level, I don't know how well I'll do because I'm not fully healed. From my childhood traumas, I'm not fully healed from from whatever happened. You know, I'm I'm not fully developed. I'm not ready for all of that yet. You know what I mean? So yeah. So so it's more about my life is more about spiritual development and and standing for the truth. Um, with with Earl, you know, I think he loved us, man. He loved he loved you know me and Mike. He loved us. He we inspired him a lot. We inspired Mike and I inspired uh Navy Blue a lot. We we inspired those two people a lot. It was uh, to me undeniable and undeniable, and and they would even tell you, you know, I mean maybe not now because of the political thing side of everything, but in the moment they would they would be like, yo, like you and Mike are the reason why you know some rap songs is a thing, like, and you know, but but if you think about it, me, you know, a lot of people, me and Mike, a lot of people supported Mike and I, so you know that's a community that's a community effort. You know that's a communal effort, because it's not like me and Mike would just meet who me and Mike are to this day, we had to grow, we had to have people supported so a lot of people supported Mike and I. And then you know we supported those two people, so it was a it's, it's a it's from what you just see it's like it's just the surface level like an iceberg Mm -hmm. the tip of the iceberg this big ass iceberg under the water of everything people see but they see the surface and i don't i want to i want to shed light on the big iceberg that's my hope because the foundation i don't want the foundation to feel like they are unappreciated
0: yeah and i I, so like I feel I feel like overall, like I saw that YouTube video that you explained this in, in a huge depth. I recommend people check it out if they're more interested. But, I took it down.
1: Oh, you took it down? Yeah, because uh like I said, oh, it hurt, why it hurt did some I see people.
0: that or maybe someone re-uploaded it because I, I did oh, see it. Uh
1: these motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah anyways,
0: <laughs> uh like long story short, my point was is that the I, I was pretty amazed by the the level of grace and maturity you were like the way you were handling it at all because i was watching it and my blood was boiling at parts <laughs> i was just like fucking i was like damn man this is some raw shit this is terrible <laughs> like, like what do you what do you think and you've kind of Your talked buddy. about like what are you what do you think are other independent artists can learn from
1: this situation
0: Did uh, The truth, just understand that that's learn how, from
1: my mistakes you know, know? learn from my mistakes because not everyone is in a in, a, in an earl sweatshirt position right away. You know, you have to be in my position first, you know, uh, you have to be a, 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 a person with ideas and come up and, you know, and when someone wants your ideas, you got to be able to protect yourself, you know, like don't always listen to what they say. They're going to tell you what you want to hear. They told me, yo, pick out a crib, you're going to get paid. They told me all this stuff, them, themselves, you know? And, um, you know, I believed it, you know, because to me, it was like they were friends at the time, you know, you know, but I, I I, truly believe that it was it was business. But I'm not mad at that. You know, I I'm not dying to be their friend. You know, like I think they're funny. I think they're funny people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like we share some laughs, you know, there's some smile. But at the end of the day, everybody's going to their own shit and I don't want everybody's baggage. So I'm, I'm OK with being who I am because I got to figure out myself the whole you know, selling me a dream is how I made the whole love is worth my time hook. Mm. They try to sell me a dream I'm not made for like I and I had Mm. that song for since 2018. Like I had that hook since 2018 that 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 whole song was was with the idea just started and I completed it later on. But like, I've been woke up and seen what shit for what it was. It wasn't like it wasn't like I just like made that video to a to attack anybody. It was like how I've been feeling for a long time. And I have this new song where it's like, you know, it's talking about like, it's was like a breakup with the industry. And it's like, uh, there's a line that goes, for me, it's easier to be real. You can't ignore the red flags that people will reveal because they will hit you with a low blow. This shit is no joke. I had to go ghost. But then this line is where, you know, I'm gonna explain it, it goes, but it's harder when your life's under a scope. So this became between the world and me, like Tanahisi Coates. <laughs> and Tanahisi Coates wrote the book between the world and me. Yeah, but yeah. but but my life became in a scope, you know. So like it's 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 not easy to just talk to, you know, Earl or Tebe about this when the damage already been done because the lie, I, I, I call a lie or let me say it, the 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 uh, the illusion is has already been sold to the masses that this this is something that's not you know what i mean it's something that is not like we can just i wish we were just a little bit more honest it's just business it's yeah. just, it's just business like and it's just who can who 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 can i draw inspiration from you know and and um so so when it's like the when you're under the scope everybody believes disillusion now and they come they talk to people come and talk to, to talking to me about a life that i live like they know is true and they talk about this name and this name i i can't stand that like oh i day i love you and i love they say all these other names that we i normally get by, uh, grouped in with yeah and i can't stand it because they don't know that the the, the triggers of what happens behind the scenes mm-hmm. and 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 the things that i see with my own eyes so so um it's like it's like uh, <laughs> the the being under the scope is uh, it's it's crazy because I have a great relationship with, with my fan base. I'm very transparent in everything. It's not just to expose anybody like it's just me being transparent with myself in general. So that was a that was my story. So I was able to share my story. It, it did involve other people, you know, and I didn't ask for their consent to post it, mm-hmm. which I should have maybe. Like for another for example, Daryl, you know, we yeah, he also he also was on God the other end of that stick, you know, he was like, yeah. like he also got that. Like uh, but he would go about it differently, obviously. But I feel like he wasn't upset too much when I later apologized to him. But um uh and then with 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 Tebe and I uh with Tebe and I, I just uh like I like I said, shout out to Earl, man. Like there's no love loss. You know, I, I'm I'm uh I do have grace, you know what I mean? Because I don't put money over my life, you know, I don't put money over my happiness. You know, I'm not gonna die because I didn't get paid from Sony. Like I yeah. I, I still can see the blessing and working with him. I was able to, to reach the confidence to sell my own beats. I didn't sell my beats, I kept it really exclusive. The only person I was ever getting my beats was. Michael Boniva. And um, um I would produce for myself. Everything else I would just produce for myself. Um so I started selling my beats and I started making a living and the support was so real from all these uh beat clients and 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 and, and artists and MCs and rappers and um I I was able to save up and get my own apartment. So you know, when when Tepe was like pick out a crib and pick out a crib, you know you're gonna get you're gonna get paid. Like, it's not like I didn't get paid. Yeah. I just had to take initiative in getting paid. You know, I, there was no such thing as a handout for me. No such thing as a handout for me. They try to rob me, and the label try to rob me, and I read it in the contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good line. That's a good line. Yeah, I am, yeah. Right there, with open arms. now. I do better stuff. I don't mean no harm.
0: Word, word. So okay, let's let's now fast forward to the present and talk about your most recent work, The Walk Off.
1: I'm, so, I'm excited. This is this is where I came. This is what I
0: came here for. We could talk yeah. about it. Let's go. Yeah. So like start like how how was the how did the creation of the walk-off compare with your uh previous happiest people? Record? whoa.
1: Damn, I feel like I definitely had this. I, I did a couple interviews because remember, I was like, yeah, i reached out to, on Twitter. Yeah, like yeah. I need to do it. I need to get something off my chest. And that's why I'm coming off so passionate in this whole interview, because I need to get it off my chest because I'd rather it, a conversation with you and I rather than yeah. on Twitter. And then people liking it like like wars. It's a, it's a like yeah, war on yeah. Twitter. Like, oh, he didn't, get, yeah. he didn't get any likes. So what he's saying is not factual. It's like, nah, just niggas is afraid. <laughs> but anyway, um. Happiest people in the world wide web, man. It's like a prophetic album that I didn't even understand, and it it was uh it was gearing all all the, the mental slave survivors and soldiers for spiritual warfare that we was about to see in twenty twenty. You know, yeah, we we gonna get into it, man. Right? I don't even, bro, it, yeah, yeah. bro. I don't even know how this shit. Happened, bro. But all I know is that since I make a little bit more raw music and honest, you know that like it just me being keeping being able to keep up with, with the times allowed it to be prophetic because I was talking about uh I was talking about you know, big pharma and you know Dr. Sebi and all the dreams that they try to sell us and. And how happiness is a choice and you can't let, don't let anything knock you off your square. What can they really do to ruin the moment? There's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff like uh, putting in a vote will never give me hope. <laughs> like it's just, there's, there's so many lines in happiest people that people, I guess it flew over their heads because there's good production with it too. Yeah. And it comes like, off like very blissful. It, uh, yeah. I wasn't aggressive. Take, I wasn't yeah. aggressive with it. Mm-hmm. And, um um, but there's so many lines in that album right there that was like, I didn't even know that some some like some spirit in me was gearing for spiritual warfare. And um uh shit, man, there's so many different that I think that's probably one of my best albums, happiest people. Yeah. Um, I think it might be the best album. Like I like the walk off a lot. I do like the walk off. I I love the walk off. I think I'm I think I'm better in the walk off. I think I'm more confident. I think I'm more free. I think my flows were better in the walk off. But happiest people still is my my favorite album. It's more the the it just represents a a great time. It was uh, the uh, the end of a new age. I mean the end of an age, mm-hmm. you know, or just the beginning of a new age, whatever it was. So the walk off was supposed to be the reboot thing the the deluxe edition of happiest people oh
0: shit. yeah
1: and um it was going to be called happiest people in the World worldwide web reboot and um it, it was uh let's see if i have it still in here as a background footage yep this was the album tutors. oh nice this yeah so uh so I was gonna be a, a, a an extended version of happiest people, or like an annex to happiest people, with like a slums feature, a slums a uh posse track, and um, uh, just other songs. Like I was I was gonna get my dad on a track, you know. It was gonna be t- to represent you know healing and growth and and the reboot is was just a play on words like happiest people in the world wide web, but like web you reboot, reboot the computer, computer. Yeah. yeah, um, uh and, you know, that so there was Stinkface that made that was going to make the reboot um, like me. And uh, there's two of the songs, New Button and A World Alliance. So I had to put the tape on hold because Corona happened. Right. And um, also, you know, I was still living with my mom's and it wasn't really productive for me working in that space because we weren't, our relationship wasn't the best at the time. Hmm. So like, it was hard for me to focus on one thing. And then plus like, they all they always are always gonna see me as, you know, the, the baby son, the child. And, um, you know, uh, I, there just wasn't enough respect for, you know, the creative process. And um, I started, you know, just hustling I told myself, man, I'm not gonna really make that much music until I get my own space. So I just started hustling and hustling. Um and uh just so I could uh you know afford to get an apartment on my own. Um like really saving and stuff. Like I really never saved in my life this is the first time mm-hmm. I saved. Saving is amazing. Everybody should save, man. That shit is crazy. It takes a lot of discipline. Um, yeah, it does. um but um, 2020, man, it was, I didn't, I was impressed. I was like, everyone was like, hey, Ade, when are you going to have some new music? I was like, hey, go run up the happiest people in the world wide web because those, those songs are relevant right now for these times, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I was just living life. Live. I had the happiest, no pun intended, I had the happiest uh, year in, in 2020. You know, it was very confusing because of everything that was going on around us. But I had the happiest year, one of the happiest years in 2020 uh, because I was not going to let anything stop me from being healthy. I was not going to let anything stop me from being uh, happy. And uh, you know, I I did a, a New Year's show in 2019, New Year's Eve show going into 2020. Uh, I did a show, you know, basically to celebrate the new decade and to lead the new decade with love, you know, and that was my, that was my motto, like leading the new decade with love. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't really get that much support. You know, people, not everybody. I thought like it was going to be a collective effort where everybody was going to be in love, but everybody is at their own, own like level.
0: Mm.
1: You know, it hurt, it hurt to realize that, but, uh, I still had to go hard made a hundred beats in like 10 days when when lockdown first happened. So sold, sold a lot for a hundred dollars. I did like it's a, a sale. So I wasn't gonna go broke during that time. You know, while everyone was losing their jobs. It was so fucking sad to see um my brother, you know, lost his job and all these people were Damn, getting sorry about that. Yeah, but you know now he's good. <laughs> okay, work. um nice. but at the time you know it's stressful. You know, some people just they see their job as their way to get everything they need, mm-hmm. and um, you know, uh, shit, I was uh, I was seeing that as more sad than the actual virus, you know, I I, I saw that as the epidemic, and that that, that what was creating that that the the what was creating the the depression, I felt like it was more an attack on the working class because. Uh, all small businesses had to shut down while they were thriving. You know, the, the black unemployment rate was at its uh, all time low during that time too. And uh, I didn't know that I just had to research that later, but at the time I still saw it as an attack and um, I had to just come to my roots and I was glad for lockdown because I went to the parks, a lot, a lot of people were going back to into nature. That was beautiful. And, mm. um, I, I was grounding, you know, planting my feet into the soil, sun gazing a lot. I took a couple shrooms sometimes uh a couple times and uh, it was a very, very beautiful, beautiful uh early year. And you know, I just felt like I had great energy around me and protecting me around all this chaos. You know, I didn't watch the news, I didn't, I didn't tune into nothing that was going on. You know, you would see me out with no masks and stuff, you know but I kept this to myself. I didn't really make it too, too public. You know, I wasn't doing it for attention. That's just how I was living. And I was happy. Um, I wanted, I wanted things to open back up because I wanted to go bowling and stuff like that. But, but that's, that's me being privileged. I'm going to go bowling, <laughs> open up. I want to go bowling, but um, um, when the summer, when the summer came and you know, or, you know, on my, my birthday, everyone was going crazy about George Floyd dying and, and you know and i was like damn you know it's my birthday i want to i want to live peacefully (laughs) i feel like you know i have to give my attention to what's going on with my community and you know i was feeling guilty because i didn't want to go protest at first and and um you know it just it just felt weird knowing that people were out protesting and you know risking their bodies and you know, being maced and all that stuff. And I didn't want to go out. And I, then I started realizing, man, yeah, this is not my fight. This is not my fight. Like, I can see that this is the reaction that they wanted out of the black community and not and it's bigger than the black community. Now because everyone stood stood for this nigga, man, RIP George Floyd, but um, um, yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone stood up for him, black, white, Asian, everybody. But to me, it just seemed more like white ally. People were searching for a white allyship. I don't know if allyship is a word, but yes. people were searching for a white allyship. And that's all it was. It was still a little bit like outside validation. It became about Black Lives Matter. Oh, my God. And um, that sounds like a demotion to me, because in the 70s, they were saying black power. And, you know, I come from a family where, you know, they was living through that and, you know, Being African American or whatever you want to call it, and um, you know, Black Power is like, I already know I got I got power. Black Lives Matter is like, do I have power? Do you think I have power? If you don't think I have power, Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? So is that what you think the protests were about? Was trying to get what white allyship? Is that? I saw all the time, silence is violence. White people use your platforms, blackout uh, all this stuff, right? Cause because you know, I, I, I have a diverse fo- I follow my follow, my following count is very diverse, you know. Um, so yeah, I seen I seen it all. And um, that's what I believe. And I went to a protest myself mm-hmm. in downtown Manhattan. White girls, Woo-hoo! Black Lives Matter, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, I, like and everyone's like, say the name, and they say the name and stuff you know everyone's like you know my face was like this the whole time because i was so upset
0: that no keep going yeah what were you upset about i'm trying to i was so
1: upset that this is what it's come to i didn't feel like any of this was productive i felt like everyone wanted to create recreate the 60s the 60s movement and and be and take pictures when people were taking pictures they was like Woo! so, a lot of white people went out there, waving their little signs for the pictures to post on social media to say like yeah yeah I was there yeah I'm woke that shit yeah yes, and then after they don't care they disregard it, it was Black Lives Matter was on Amazon Hulu, and then funny on Hulu they was only talking about black struggle. You know, and it was everywhere, it was being branded. Our black blood being spilled on the ground was being branded. And I was like, why would I march? That if I'm marching, I'm validating this.
0: But do you think that the whole movement or the whole protest movement, let's just pick that time? was just that because because yeah. i'm like i'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying it was being branded especially the corporate shit i was kind of yeah. disgusting to say i have this, but... i
1: have the song proud black man or happiest people that's why it's also like funny because like even proud black even happier people had like something a touch of that it's like proud black man way before it was a trend they don't mm-hmm. really claim black they just sell it as their brand
0: yeah and and, I, and I feel that i i yeah. the thing i'm saying though is that like I don't think, especially after, like, I'm trying to think of the exact time. But it was like, let's say, early June. The first two, three, maybe even two weeks of the protests. After that, you saw the dramatic. The media stopped caring and covering it. But yeah. those protests were still happening, like every day. They and was those I thought were and way more people, authentic and were led people, by the people that actually are organizing. A lot of people
1: were, were risking their lives for 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 something that wasn't, you know. Like I, I understand you, you know, you want to be heard, but but you're risking your life you're putting yourself in danger and they want you to do this they set up bricks they 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 they, there's so many setups in this all as cops were breaking breaking buildings so whatever motherfucking owner could get get insurance they could get their insurance like it was all a setup and we was helping them we was helping them because they want that's 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 the exact reaction we they wanted from us they would we, we, they, they thought excuse me they thought that you think you think that they thought that we were just going to be silent about that no they knew they knew that's why they show you all these images they show you every the images of george floyd and stuff they want to get those those triggers out of you they want and during a pandemic right a pandemic where everyone's supposed to stay six feet everyone's marching together you know, like, and, and, uh, to me, it was like uh, spiritual warfare—a thousand, a hundred and thousand uh, percent, a hundred thousand percent, whatever. And shit, bro, that shit was fucking ridiculous to watch, man. That shit was fucking ridiculous to watch, and 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 it was saddening to see after hours when the white people left home to go back to their home and and talk to their their mates. Yeah, yeah, that was a really big I feel like we did something, and then now it's just black people out there getting getting arrested and maced and uh you know it's like damn, damn, damn. It's I see more people hurting that way.
0: I mean, I, I get, I mean, I'm not gonna disagree with that. I feel that, and I but the thing I just keep going back to is what what if they didn't do any of that? None of the protests even happened. Like, what would be the better way? Because I feel like there's kind of like a fallacy happening with a lot of this discourse when people are saying, you know, along the lines of what you're saying, that it wasn't productive. Uh, it was getting co-opted by a bunch of like white corporations and just white people who don't care at all. I agree with all that. It's kind of though I see as a fallacy, it's like, okay, all that can be true, but then what else are we, what, what, what was your, what is the alternative? Because I think the reality is really sad and that I don't see a lot of fallacy. Like, I don't see a way forward that was much fallacy, better than what happened.
1: The fallacy i mean that was the reaction right yeah. I'm, not, I'm not i'm not critiquing how people react i'm talking about my own life yeah, yeah, yeah. and my mm. perspective how people react is how people react that's natural i'm not gonna i it's not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and act like i don't understand why some people decided to react that way people are tired of the bullshit. you know people are tired of seeing that shit on their their twitters but how did that even how is that? It's, it's it's such a fucking plan because there's there's a lot of things that you that people are getting, you know, censored, censored for. A lot of people are are, you know, losing their accounts for for speaking their truths and, and it's, they're getting taken down for 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 crazy reasons, just speaking their truth. But we're allowed to see a black man get shot a black man get choked, told on, on we're allowed to see that. It's like the images that they allow us to see. They want us to see us in this life. You know, uh, I think that more people, were str- more Black people are striving than they are dying. But we don't show images of us thriving. We show, they show us images of, they don't show us images of us thriving. They show us images of us dying, diluting. They always show mm-hmm. us mix, mixed couples and stuff like that. Like, 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 I'm just saying, man, I see it. You know that's how i felt that's where i stood you know at first i was like i want to be a part of a revolutionary movement but then check this out you said what's Where's the alternative the revolutionary the revolution will never be televised you heard that saying right
0: yeah the 100 times yeah. yeah
1: yeah and here's 101 the revolutionary the revolution would never be televised because it has to be internalized you have to figure out where your triggers are coming from you have to figure out where you and heal that so if you see if they can't control you through your triggers then then you have power of yourself. If they can do anything and, and make your emotions go stir crazy, then you don't have control over yourself. I've been there. I've been, you know, I've been in a position where people, you know, make my emotions go crazy. And I like, I, I'm just at a different, I'm just at a different stage of my blackness. I'm at a different stage of loving my blackness. You know, I've, I came out the womb basically like black power. I came out the womb with a fucking fist up. Like I'm telling you, like. Um, and 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 then I had to realize like how, you know, so how that was draining me. To to uh, to fight that way, mm-hmm. to fight in a way, you know, always attack my white peers. The silence is violence is so hypocritical because people stay silent when the violence happens in their own community. You know what I mean? So, so silence is violence, and telling white people silence is violence is like, all right, then keep that same energy for every single else, everything that's going on right now. Yeah. You know, so we can easily get distracted. Yeah.
0: So, you know, this is this is a good segue into this whole COVID topic because I feel like yeah, what you're describing what you're describing here is is where I feel like we have a disagreement. I feel like a lot of people would have a disagreement. And you're it's also okay. not, by the way, I'm not trying to paint you as someone who's having all oh, these like crazy thoughts. No one has ever thought before. Like a lot of people think in a similar way that you are thinking and they have every right to. So, cause what I'm seeing a pattern is, is like, it's like in a way quite individualist, but I mean, I'll, I'll disclaim a little later, but where the thing that you said about Kanye, where like, uh, you kind of Kanye. like we're understanding what he was saying, all that stuff. Yeah. It's so, like, I find like our disagreement is really in the fact that like starting with that, that Kanye thing, going back to that quickly is that I feel like we are, and I hope I'm saying this right, is that I feel like we are. And, and what you're saying is like disregarding the reality. I feel like, cause how you're describing with, with the protest is how you were feeling and how that wasn't your fight and how, you are at a different point in your kind of your spirituality and it's very positive the way you're, you're describing it. It, That is positive. It means maturity and all that, but I don't feel like that's the reality for everybody. And if that is the case, then what are these actions doing? What is Kanye's actions doing? I think that was not a good thing. Just like I do think that the protest did something positive, even if all this other crap, terrible stuff, watered it down and all that, both things can be true. And at the end of the day, although it is programming and I totally understand that, again, the even if people did have as you said, they kind of like worked on themselves, they dealt dealt with their triggers. It would obviously help things, but where is the material reality change gonna happen as it relates to the way like policing is happening, the way that uh the prison industrial complex is 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 implemented in the, the United States, like how is any of that going to change if people are just internalizing things and and making change? Obviously, it would make an impact, but where is the was material that, change? But were happen?
1: people fighting for that primarily? That wasn't Harvard the prim- That wasn't the main fight to 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 change the prison system.
0: I would say that that was yes. I would say policing the prison industrial complex, abolishing the police or abolishing prisons. That was. Again, that was part of the main movement, but it wasn't what was marketed. That I agree with. It was just George Floyd silences, violence, catchphrases. I agree with that, but that's like you can't kind of you can't say it wasn't like doing at least had the heart in its right place. Like I said, I don't feel like it had much of a chance, to be honest, given how the media works to really do what it was supposed to do,
1: because I I don't know. I don't know what happened. So maybe you could tell me. Did anything change with the, the 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 that that industry with the the with the prisons?
0: No, no, nothing at all. Other nothing than some changed, minor right? poli- policy changes. Like what? Do you know? I'm talking about with the actual policing. Yeah, there's
1: more. Well, I mean, like with the more- prison, because I think like the the you know policing. Yeah, but I I mean I think the bigger problem is like jails oh nothing nothing that i know of no so 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 the 13th amendment did not get abolished right no it did not no so um yeah that's my point but again (laughs) like you could say
0: that you could make that same point with anything it's like oh well like what you're the result of something didn't happen therefore the action was invalid that isn't that isn't how it works it could just be it wasn't successful because you're going against not just the government you're going against a machine you're going against capital what
1: i'm saying is that all of these factors that we're talking about right now was used against us and what we they wanted us to react that way and 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 flaunt all these stuff and like in our face so we could get emotional about it it's chess it's chess and we don't even know we're playing yeah a lot I, of people don't know what they're playing yeah so so yeah. i i feel like i feel like you know, what you which how you feel is completely valid. I understand where you're coming from. You know, I understand the exhaustion of of the black community. I know where it comes from. And just people who 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 are just uh empaths, all races who are empaths. I know where they come from. I'm an empath myself. I just I just come from a different understanding right now. I'm coming from a different understanding of a more uh A broad perspective and wide widen um but uh yeah so you you said you went to segue into covid
0: yeah yeah because like the pattern of that kind of internal truth that you're kind of speaking about like all like managing your emotions managing your triggers happiness all of that stuff i find like there's a disconnect between what is actually happening in material conditions what's happening in reality and i feel like that is super but, applicable well, to the covid stuff how
1: how how, how can you see that that's that's what i don't understand like how can you t- say that i'm out of touch with reality when i'm living my reality
0: but but that's the thing your reality isn't my reality That's and your reality isn't the collective but I, could,
1: reality. I could i could exp- i could explain my reality though you, you can yeah, yeah but but when and it so, comes to so, other
0: people's actions that's when it that's when you have to account other people's reality and you think okay what if what what am i doing is that in touch or not in touch it's not the right word is that going to impact them yeah in touch is, is not the right them? word because because yeah cause cause it, it's just, not about being for a in second touch. it
1: sounds like you said i was you saying i'm out of touch with reality because i disagree we disagree we have different views and and that's what i yeah, yeah that's nah, not that, what that's i'm not trying
0: it. to say but i do think so, so let me just rephrase it then I feel like there is a disconnect not between your concept of reality. It's a disconnect between what you're saying is like kind of things you can do internally. Yeah. Okay. Things you can well, manage and am, how it would I impact am, the outside world.
1: Sorry if I sound a little defensive, but I am, I am disconnected from a certain part of reality is the, the reality that they sold to us. You know, we don't live our own reality. You know, I disconnect from what the media tells us. Everyone is, living the reality of what they got on from the media. (laughs) You know, a lot of people get their 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 information from the news. And that's the reality that they accept. I accept my own reality. And I have my own understanding, which is so beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe it's not beautiful (laughs) for other people because they feel like I'm threatening them, whatever. But I know the truth. I know where I stand. So I'm comfortable in that.
0: Yeah, and and I think that thing, that concept, what you're describing, yeah, is is special. It is definitely to say the least, uncommon. People are programmed. <laughs> you all need to normalize shit. that, man.
1: Yeah. Normalize, normalize individual individualism.
0: Yeah. What is your summary of what you feel about the pandemic? It's spiritual warfare. I just want to kind of like get like just the cliff notes of how you feel, and then we can kind of get into it.
1: I went vegan. I went vegan, man. I was. A pescatarian since 2018 which is when you only eat fish yeah you still eat dairy and, and 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 vegetables and stuff vegan is when you take get rid of the fish and oh that's vegetarian and then vegan is you know no animal yeah. products at all yeah plant-based i went vegan man i, I like i thought I, I took care of myself i take care of myself in general and i wasn't like the I wanted to to put, uh, no one was saying, okay, guys, let's meditate. Okay, guys, let's drink some tea. Okay, guys, you know, uh, (laughs) okay, let's really put things that heal ourselves into our bodies. Everyone was saying, wash your hands, get uh, get toilet paper (laughs) and and stay six feet. I'm a social human being, you know? there was there was one uh there was one event where it was like four or five people came through for a, a holy journal my brother and I re- yeah. yeah master holy release party and it was like four or five people that came through and we, it was on 4th of July got some fireworks and um we had a great time it was like the first time I've socialized with anybody for like months mm-hmm. and w- bro we was all like the the conversations was like the vibrations was up, bro. Everybody's vibration was up, and uh, we was talking about so much. We were talking about so much, and it was a feeling that I wanted to chase because I was like, damn, like what happened? Like I'm, a, I'm a person who, uh, who performs. I'm a person who, who gets crowds hype. I'm a person who, who, uh, who, who just loves interacting with people. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do another show, right? <laughs> and me being uh, the controversial. Human being that I am, sometimes um, I uh, I decided to make an, a mass uh, show that I said that I decided to make a mass. I did decide to make a mass, but that's 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 a different conversation. Mm-hmm. I decided to make um, a show where it, it anybody who's not afraid of COVID, because there's like you said, there's some people out there
0: mm-hmm.
1: can come and enjoy some music in a park on a sunny day, and. Uh, you know, that sounds very harmless, right? Uh, well, you can continue. We'll get into that. We'll okay, so you disagree, that. that's fine. You could yeah. disagree, but um, that sounds very harmless, you know? But what was sounded a little irresponsible on my part or what seemed irresponsible was the flyer. And the flyer had a whole mask, the surgical, you know, the regular mask that that'd be they hand out for free, sometimes charged for it. And I put a little arrow on it, right? <laughs> And I and I know like some people uh probably think how is this guy laughing right now? Like how how is he laughing in such a serious um situation? Well, I'm not laughing because I'm laughing because I seen how I should have seen how people were going to react. Like I should have understood. Okay, this is where a lot of people are at. But I put my my perspective before I put other people's perspective because it wasn't other people's show. Mm-hmm. I created that show, and everybody who was a part of that art, the uh, the bill, was a part of that show and was down to do that show, and um, so that created the whole, you know, days an anti masker label, and uh, you know, probably has people feeling has people, the, ten, the, ten, the tension was up after that. A lot of people, you know, came at me, but everybody who came to the show had an amazing time. As a oh yeah. Thus came the song, Pajamas, <laughs> but that's another conversation. Um, uh, I just didn't want to be demonized for having different beliefs. Uh, I don't believe in vaccinations. I never got vaccinated. I think I, I probably got one shot and that was a flu shot. And, oh no, it wasn't a flu shot. It was a chicken pox shot. And then what I got was the chicken pox. And, and I think that was even an accident. Like my family does not believe in vaccination. My mom was born vegan. Like everybody was born vegan, jam. Like, like everybody was about their health. Um, And homeo- homeopathic remedies. My grandma's ginger tea was crazy. That shit used to make me cry. <laughs> this shit was so strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've 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 been around people who promote health. You know, I had this one person who was a neighbor talk about, "Yo, where's your mask, man?" And he had a McDonald's bag in his hand. And I and I'm sorry, he he, you know, like he came at me, he was critiquing me. You know what I mean? So I had to come right back at him. You know, usually I don't do that, but he was like, "Yo, where's your mask, man? People are dying out here." I say, "Yo, bro, you have a McDonald's bag in your hand." <laughs> don't talk to me about help. don't talk to me about right now. and I didn't mean it. like it's just like the hostility that people come at me with I don't come at people with hostility I didn't say fucking take your fucking mask off man. nah I never did that <laughs> you know I um I simply said hey man this is for this is a show for people who aren't afraid of COVID but it's against the law to be to not be afraid of COVID it seems like but yeah and- yeah I
0: think we need to get into that. what do you feel is afraid Cause you use uh-huh. fear. Fear is worse than the virus. I've heard you say that before. What do you? Oh, yeah. What do you mean by that? Like specifically.
1: Well, let's talk about
0: what love is, man. Actually, no. Let's talk about fear first.
1: Fear weakens your immune system, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Stress. Fear. It's bad stress, for your health.
1: Exactly. Yeah, bad for your health. Real fact. Yes. Real mm-hmm. fact. A lot of people were afraid to not go. Not to not to go outside without a mask. A lot of people were afraid. I walked down the street, got close, people, people, that's not, you would call that, that there's, that's fear right there. That's fear. If it wasn't COVID-19 and someone did that, I would think they're afraid because I'm black. You know? Is there a healthy
0: amount of fear in your eyes? Again, I mean, you use fear just because you're using the word fear. Is that, is there, is there a healthy amount of fear? None is, or is there some?
1: Fear is inevitable. Right? Like you, you, you. You, you have to understand what your fear is. And you have to overcome that fear eventually, too. You know, to live in fear is sickening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but fear could be good for your survival. That's a fact.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And it's applicable here, in my opinion.
1: Sure. But, but what I was doing, people were afraid of, (laughs) people were afraid of what I was doing. But really, man, I was, I'm living a life that, you know, people want to live in terms of like, I don't have that fear. I, my mom has a brain tumor, you know, like she, she's been ill and healing since second grade. She don't walk a style out with no mask on huh? <laughs> you know what i mean like but we just come from a different background of belief
0: but she, so, she walks with a mask or doesn't walk with a mask? doesn't doesn't okay
1: you know and she would be in the category of someone who isn't or, or, at risk or, whatever yeah, at yeah. risk yeah highly susceptible but really i think what makes you at risk is going to the doctor Cause the doctors are the, 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 the people that you really can't trust. I, I will be afraid to go to the doctor. You want to talk about fear? I will be afraid to go to the doctor right now. So,
0: yeah, I feel like you're bringing up a good point because Thank you. as I, I Thank think you. I said, I said earlier in this conversation about nuance and how people are lacking in it. And I feel like COVID is like the brand fucking the, the perfect poster boy for that situation. Cause like big pharma is a problem terrible. They're, they're, they're throwing antidepressants, anxiety, whatever millions types of drugs that people don't need just to make money off it. It's the worst it is, is, is in the United States because of their for profit healthcare system. But don't you think that there is some nuance in between that where big pharma can be a thing? It can be terrible. Doctors could be not looking out for your best interest a lot of the time, or some of the time. But when it comes to the vaccine to address a problem that, again, we have to be very clear on this. People always say, oh, the government doesn't care about your health. Look at what they promote. McDonald's is still open. Well, let's be real. Let's just assume government doesn't care. It's impacting their money. And I I find it very strange when people act like the government is like propagating something that is destroying their economy. And the secondary part is that they all simultaneously agreed on this one thing. Let's just go and fucking lock down our countries at the same time. No no instance in world history has all the countries just agreed on something. We are not that cooperative. So my my, my real point is, is that I find there is not too much of an incentive for the scientific community and specifically like the researcher people to do this to lie to make like the risk bigger than it is to promote a vaccine that'll hurt you or or like do something sinister because what would their thing be what would they gain that's what I kind of want to ask what would be the gain of the government slash the scientific community to promote this kind of um, like overblown hope I don't
1: think that this is the platform for me to even like go go there so I, I let me just let me just say that um I'm Ade Hakim, an artist, a creative, an individual that 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 uh cherishes spirituality, right? There's many blessings in life that you don't just get something bad, you know. So I'm person, I'm a I'm a person that works with both and and tries to make the best out of every situation. Optimist, whatever, optimist. Yeah. So I am not behind the agenda. I don't know what the fuck they're whipping up. So I can't answer that. And if, if I would go down, what I feel like is happening, in terms of the research that I've, I just think people should do proper research, and don't come for me. Because they, you guys need, everybody needs to do their own research.
0: You can't yeah, take important. what I
1: say for for tr- for truth. Can't say what I say for truth. I'm gonna say how I feel when I feel. But right now, I feel like this is not the proper platform to talk about it because a lot of people are just not ready. And
0: and I, and if that's how you feel, I feel like that's fair. You don't have to be ever compelled to say anything you don't want to say. Yeah. Uh, then I'll just pivot to another kind of point I wanted to talk about with this is that when I was talking about that disconnect here, this is what I meant, which is okay. that... Unlike, like, let me give an example, like something, let me think of like, okay, if your people are either for the ability to legally have abortions, and people are not like people have their opinions based on religion based on health, whatever reason, it's not the point of this conversation. Yeah. So my feeling with that is that unlike being anti abortion or being pro abortion, actually anti abortion, you actually are affecting other people's choices. But let's say being pro abortion. You aren't forcing people to have abortions if you're pro-abortion. You're just for the idea that you can have one, have an abortion if you feel like it. But so that's that's an example of something where that's
1: arguable, though, because because you think about where they put abortion clinics mainly in Black communities.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. You're you're right about that. So so again, we're, we're it's
1: a subliminal. It's a subliminal thing. It is, but then it
0: isn't. It is and then it isn't. And this is why, because again, we're kind of, we had this talk just earlier, it's that execution doesn't invalidate the point. The way it's executed, it's executed by a very racist, a very corrupt government. So you're right. That point is true. There is some sinister kind of backgrounds about how they implement things that are on its face. Oh yeah, pro-choice. That's good. It doesn't always turn out proper. So we're on the same page there, but- so going back to the so that's it and so I would argue, argue you can have a different opinion, whatever, that it's doesn't really impact if I think it's pro choice, I'm pro-choice, doesn't impact yeah. someone else.
1: We're we're men, man. We we're we yeah. not really supposed to this is not our this is not our this is not our platform to be talking about abortions we're, we're men. Well, yeah, but I mean unless you unless you've personally been through that experience. And
0: I mean, I don't need to get into that, but my point is is that like I mean that's how I feel. So I feel like that's a fair thing I said, but it's the point I'm trying to get to is that. Unlike with that, wearing a mask and or doing following like social distancing stuff, whatever these guidelines are, sure they do scientifically, like these are real objective facts. They scientifically contribute to the health of other people. Think, and that's I the think, disconnect where I say it. it's like you can be positive. You can be like meditating. You can be like spiritually at peace while sure. following. They both can exist, in my opinion. So, I, okay. I, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, um, absolutely. Sure. So then my
0: point is, is that when like taking your example, just cause you brought it up about this concert, like the maskless concert, but just in general, if you are to not wear a mask, you are impacting other people. So it's not the same kind of binary per- personal choice that being pro choices in my opinion, where it doesn't impact other
1: people. It's just oh. your opinion because you but cannot live Of course, live I impacted some, I I impacted a lot of people positively, man. You weren't there. You weren't there. I don't there. this thing. Like I I don't there, think there could be a lot anything. of criticism. There could be a lot of criticism for the people who, who who do things when no one else is doing it. I didn't follow the crowd, but check it out. I did this show and I and I like you know, I got a lot of backlash, you know. I got a lot of shame, uh, shame and a public shaming and you know, I called a lot of crazy things. But here's the thing: a lot of people started doing shows too. They just didn't advertise it as no mask. But when they were there, they weren't wearing masks. But this is this is the thing. I'm not mad at that because I, I, I was helping them feel secure in, in going back to perform. I'm an artist, like I said, I'm an artist, and we need that. And people need that too. Music is only healing. I know my music is healing, and my you music think your music is healing COVID. If nobody contracts nobody. COVID? Let me just say, nobody at that show had COVID. Okay,
0: that doesn't matter to the point at all. Actually. Yes, it does. Why? I,
1: to your point, my point of of doing that whole show was: if you have COVID, why the heck would you come to the show? Because you don't know you have COVID. Oh my goodness, man! Listen, man, these
0: are that's the thing. This is the point I'm trying to make. It it's like because. You're this you're is, making this, a lot of good points, and I know that you're good. why okay, I, I wanted I, to talk to you. But the thing, is, but the
1: thing is, nah, cause cause this is this is a narrative. Oh, our thinks him being spiritual and blah 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 is gonna heal COVID. That that's that that sarcasm is what I don't need around me. You know what I mean? So, um, I live my life, and I'm and I'm willing to share it with the world. I'm willing to share people. I'm willing to share my 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 thoughts. I'm willing to share my music. I'm willing to share my abilities with the world okay you gotta you gotta be able to take it or or leave it you could leave it yeah and and it, i'm not trying to be sarcastic like i just want to
0: jump in i'm not trying to be sarcastic because you literally i literally said i mean like I'm trying to go backtrack i literally was saying that that impacts other people and you said well what about the positive and i'm like i am not debating if you let you contribute to the spread of the virus it's not i'm talking in general how could i how could because i if i don't have it to spread but OK, so that's the thing. In reality, these are facts. They can't be Who's, like what What facts. There's okay. a lot of actual peer reviewed research. These aren't. Oh. This isn't mine. This
1: isn't Google. This isn't there's, like this. This there's this the that, sci- that 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 are scientists. There's 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 people in there the can't CDC be all of them. This is the same are, thing with global sellouts. warming. It can't. That's the thing. It can't
0: be. I all have a and, friend.
1: I have a friend in, that has a friend in the CDC. And he said, if he told this truth, that he would get fired. All you gotta do is drink some tea. Thus, the walk off. <laughs> I'm telling you, right. And, and again, I, I,
0: I, like you said, independent research. That research has not come across my desk, so I can't use it. But my point is, is that I feel like this, this, this way of working when it comes to COVID, something that isn't a personal thing anymore. It's a kind of a collective. In reality, it kind of just reminds me a lot of like what the individuals preached about individualism. And I find this is where individualism is very simultaneously promoted the most in capitalist societies. And I find okay we are like COVID showed us a perfect experiment. What happens? Like what let's put people in an opportunity to be cooperative and to be harmonious, make personal sacrifices that have Oftentimes, not all the time, very little impact on their life. And I find we've.
1: Wait, what what has little impact in your life? I'm sorry. Like what the reason?
0: basic, the basic, like following of social guidelines and things like that. Sure, man.
1: Sure, man. I mean, you know, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. You're entitled to feel that way and you're entitled to, to, to thank feel you. I know that way as well. I, I know, know that. And I know, you know that. So yeah, I do know that. And I do know that I get a lot of criticism for it too, but it's okay. Okay. It's okay. I, I feel the tension right now, but, but, but this, this conversation needs to be, take place.
0: It needs and to that's take why place. I wanted to have it because again, I know at no point, do I feel like you're doing something purposefully negative in any sense. I don't feel like you're some asshole. I don't feel like you're, trying to hurt people if you were then i wouldn't want to talk to you like that's simple I mean, what's the uh, point yeah. of talking to someone who has bad intentions but i yeah i agree this discourse this conversation needs to happen because i i just see that people are equating their own personal beliefs and 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 neglecting the the factual again you you don't agree with the facts and that's kind of one of an understanding if you don't under yeah. don't agree with the facts that this can transmit if you don't have like whatever symptoms, etc., then at least that explains it. Because if you did, that's where I'm just like, then why are you doing all these things? But if you don't believe the severity due to your own research, then it makes sense. I don't agree with your facts, but at least I can kind of understand why. That's
1: always been, that's always been the case. I didn't ever agree with the, with the facts. Yeah. From day one, spiritual warfare. And, and you know, maybe people are going to try to start a clown me. And say, oh, these guys just keep saying spiritual warfare because they don't understand, man. I uh we could talk, I could talk to you, you may not understand, but it's okay. Um, all you gotta do is just breathe, man. If you're feeling if you're feeling like you don't have control over your life, take back your control, take back your control, play your part. If you feel like what you're doing is playing your part, then do what you gotta do. I'm playing my part, okay. And I have a lot of people telling me I'm not doing what I gotta do, but how can you tell me what I gotta do? You're just telling me that I'm not doing what everybody is told to do, okay? But I know what I have to do. That's the difference between me and a lot of people. I'm not just an entertainer, I'm not a sellout, I'm not this person who just wants to make money and be okay, all right? I'm a person who, who, who's trying to break through the chains of the of of this main mental slavery that we're all going through currently right now with covid used as a tool. So so it's okay. People have their own levels of awakening. Okay? I'm at my own. I still got more to learn. Still got still got way more to learn. I know nothing. I know nothing. And and when you know nothing, you 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 set the door They're to open, open your sponge yeah to 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 obtain more information and the information that i that i've that i've learned in the past year is amazing
0: yeah yeah no i say i feel that and i feel like we've we've talked about it i think at the end of the day i just, it's just, I just a don't think the the, the, facts.
1: The, the, the the criticism the harshness is, is productive as well like i i know i know everybody at the show had a great time you know everybody was uplifted everybody said they needed it that, that's positive impact. The, the people talking on the sidelines are the people talking on the sidelines. Like they're concerned, you, you can be concerned at home. <laughs> Who are you concerned for? You don't know anyone's coming. If you know anybody's coming, message them and, sh- and vocal your, and, and voice your concerns to them. Tell them don't come, but they don't know anybody. It's all projected fear. I have another song, don't project, yo feels on me you're gonna hear it later man uh, it, there's a lot of music on the way man because the the gain experience is vital this is what i needed to do you know i needed to be attacked publicly i needed to understand what it's like to be on the side of misunderstood you may not necessarily hate me but a lot of people have been dishing out hate towards me and putting and, and associating negative things with my name when i'm not a negative person so if you you don't you don't know what that's like, or do or you may. But I'm no, saying no, I do not. I have no experience with that. I had to understand what that was like, so I am not afraid to move on. Like I'm not, man. I'm I'm not concerned about COVID, bro. I'm not concerned about COVID, and especially in 2021. That was 2020. I'm one of the only artists that addressed COVID in 2020 ever, man. Like I was, like no artist talked about COVID. No artist talked about COVID. like in their there, music. There's a bunch of people that talked about COVID
0: but not necessarily in the way that you did where it's directly exactly. like that it's exactly. more like
1: abstract it's abstract you know because they play with it but they don't they don't talk about what people need people are are in a crisis right now you know so i helped i helped some people there was a dude in lithuania that that i met That came to the bronx to to pick up a vinyl and he met me without a mask and he was he was a tall white dude who's you know wants to be a lithuanian basketball player and we had a long conversation uh, about you know just awakening and stuff like that, and I was like it it, it, it helped me so much to see him. Uh, speak to me and talk about just. Just. Higher a higher perspective that's all it was man and. Um, so. I'm able to move people who are able to listen, who are able to be open to a new perspective. A lot of people are, are just attacking me because it's not the perspective that they was told to see in. Yeah, and I and I feel that. And, we, and I think and we can move on now, too, because I feel like we've been going in circles.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Like, I was going to just wrap it by saying, like.
1: But I didn't even get to talk about the walk-off. Like, the walk-off is not even about COVID.
0: Yeah, we kind of just completely go. We can go back to that in, yeah, yeah, in, in like one second. Yeah, one second like yeah like,
1: we, so where what direction were you trying to take us in because we was in circles right now and i
0: uh yeah yeah I, no I, totally yeah, i want to ask for
1: the for the viewers <laughs> okay
0: no it's it's all good i just want to just wrap this conversation by saying like at the end of the day we're both humans as long as we got love in our heart then then that hopefully will guide us even though we disagree with how like like You disagree with my perspective, I disagree with your perspective. Yeah, but I don't understand,
1: I don't understand like why people come back to love, but then they criticize the way I love, like people like. Because it's uh, not,
0: because again, it's, you're confusing something. And that's the thing I want to make clear. You're, you're acting as if this is, we see this as love or a lack of love. We're seeing this as something that's hurting people because of the scientific things we believe and you don't believe. So it's that, that it'll never get, it'll never get bridged unless we agree on the facts and that's the way it'll be. And that's just like how it is. And I understand that you, you definitely have like love in your heart and I appreciate that. I want to move now back to the, the album, because I wanted to kind of just talk about like what your what was your like overall overarching message that you were trying to go like? What was like the vibe that you're going with with that album? And if it was anything different than what you had previously made, how do you feel about that? I thought it was I feel like you're right, like in the way that I saw a lot of similarities in the um, uh, between that and Happiest People. But I found you were more forceful. You're more direct with some of these, like these themes you're talking about, like mental slavery, about kind of living your own truth. And I thought happiest people in a way we talked about it. You were saying similar things, but it was blissful. It was kind of you could almost listen to it without confronting the ideas because you could just listen to it from an aesthetic you, perspective. You, and just
1: you, you. What do you that's mean you? you? That's your take, though. But that's what you just asked me my take. You said, but you, but but I'm saying like your language though, the language that so, you're that you're using. You said you like, in, in meaning like everybody. You you didn't say me the way I'm listening to it. Oh, well, that's because that everyone assumption. everyone experiences the 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 music differently. Everyone takes it in differently. So that I just wanted to 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 separate that because I've heard different things, you know, like yeah, obviously. You said, you said it was forceful for you. But for that was people, yeah was so yeah you know and I okay. and I feel like I just needed wanted, to make that just you know yeah that's fair. To, that's fair that's yeah, fair yeah, the thing yeah because
0: that because the question was about my my take so my yeah, take yeah. is this, um, and yeah so I felt it was like like unlike the happiest people where, you could listen to it again you being myself I could, listen to it whatever without having to confront it although I always like to confront the themes that I don't usually passively listen to music, um but you could because it was the tone or the way it was structured was different. With the walk-off, I found you had to confront it. And therefore I feel like the impact was different. And I think it was a much more, um, it made me think more than the happiest people did. Not like that one didn't, but it made me have to really sit with and think about what you're saying and actually kind of think, oh, do I agree with that? Do I not agree with that? And yeah, so I found like it was more forceful that way, but I don't mean that negatively. I found it made a different impact. Definitely, I know every saying. time I listen to it, I have to kind of confront something, and I like confronting things that may make yeah. me uncomfortable. Can
1: I can I just start off by saying thank you for listening to it, like and and you listen to it fully, but just thank you for yeah, listening yeah, to it at all. Yeah, like, that, was a good thing. Um, that that was not an easy project to make. Like it was a, it it, and when you say when you say things like forceful, like I understand. Like, uh, the times that we were living in, I felt like I needed to say this. And I felt like I I needed to be forceful about it. You know, and for the people that resonate with it and want to sit with it, take it. People who can't handle it, go somewhere else, get distracted by another artist. But uh, like, for that specific album, and I have have so much more music on the way, with different moods, it's not all just one theme, And I'm not just gonna run with COVID all the time. And I'm not just this person, uh rapper who's anti-COVID. Fuck that. Yeah, the so album I'm, wasn't
0: anti-COVID. Like, wasn't that wasn't the point of the album. I'm, Be I'm an artist. Yeah, I'm I get an that. artist
1: that's trying to capture many moods. And, and also, you know, I am very in tune with the times that I'm living in. I'm very in tune with the times. I'm not in tune with the system. I'm in tune with the universe, though. And with the walk off, um, it felt urgent that we must wake up there's a song on Happiest People that says wake up. And it's like I'm saying it in a tone, I guess, like that you said is blissful. Mm-hmm. But in the walk-off is like, wake the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. The, that's the amount, how I feel. The amount of information that I acquired was telling me that it is not time to lollygag around. It's not. It's not time to not do anything, to just be distracted. What are you doing right now? A lot of people are telling me what I'm doing with my platform. But I've always been the person to tell people, what are you doing with yours? Cause I have a video on YouTube. You have you have an influence no matter what kind of platform you, if you Jay-Z or if you're a homeless person, you have influence. You feel me? You mm-hmm. have influence. So with the walk-off, it was, it was urgent. It's a little bit more urgency, you know, and I had to come with the confidence, you know, like um in certain songs like distraction. I'm, not distractions. Uh, pajamas. It's funny because that's some some of people's favorite song. That's people's favorite song off.
0: That's one of on. my
1: favorite songs. It's fucking. I love the beat. On that. It's off. Yeah. It's off. That's a that's people's favorite song, and it's um, and it's basically talking about everything people don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so uh, it's funny, man. It's really funny, man. Uh, that whole song bar for bar, comes at everybody who wanted to challenge my beliefs or say uh you know criticize me and um you know uh you know a lot of people say "I dare you're not above criticism okay well you're not above the criticism I, i'm gonna criticize your criticism <laughs> i'm criticizing yeah. people's criticism okay anybody's allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, so a lot of that there was there was a little bit of frustration in 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 the walk off but uh that's that's because we all were tuned into election. That's because we always tune in like everybody was tuned into that stuff. I was very like tuned into what was going on in 2020. And when usually I just uh, tune out, I was tapped in. And uh, uh, so it just it just represents a part. It just represents an, uh, a time where, you know, all this pain, all this baggage, you know, all the problems that we're running away from just gotta let go don't run just walk just walk and it connects with spiritual warfare is why it's the current theme i didn't talk about it too much in the actual album itself but mm-hmm. i was talking about I, it it came up a lot in like my live streams or you no know, conversations spiritual warfare is a real thing where and if you don't know what spiritual warfare is for anybody listening, and how I will break it down, you know, because I'm not an expert, but spiritual warfare to me is something that's taking place in another realm. That's not in this 3d realm. So what happens? I've seen things like I've seen people like, like go through things sometimes in my life where you know, they you know, sometimes someone will smoke some weed and then there was someone like had a acute delirium. I think that's what's called acute delirium, where it's, it's like kind of almost like a seizure.
0: Oh, okay, I see. That. And
1: uh, so they would smoke weed and they, they would start moving, right? And then they was they became hospitalized. And what they said they saw during that moment when we saw them moving and their body squirming around, they saw like different dimensions and different things taking place, and that shook me. This was like years ago, but it it opened my eyes in a sense to realize like that there's not this things are not just there's so many things taking place at once. There's so many different realms, there's so many different dimensions that we don't really know how to tap into because we just see this 3d sense. And uh, there's right now I believe that there's a spiritual warfare and the war is uh, like, on our like, it's it's, we're we're being used against it because you know, our spirits in these times is 2020 2020 awakening, we're trying to wake up, our spirits are trying to You know, our souls are trying to wake up and the media, everything that's material and all these distractions are keeping us in this. uh, Mental slavery and these chains in the the mind and you know it's not just black people it's everybody you know anybody could qualify to be a mental slave, so we got to break out of this, but you know um. Towards the end of the project, I I realized you know now in my life right now I realize you know I can't save anybody I can't, and um maybe the you know the tension that you was feeling you know when we were just ants going through back and forth wasn't the tension that I currently feel right now. That was me tapping into the tension of those times. You know what I mean? Mm. Like right now, I'm 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 I have more of a peaceful understanding of people are at where they're at. People are at where they're at, and you can't save them. It's like uh <laughs> shit. what's the line? Um, I see they sold out to the simulation, so all that shit talk ain't intimidating. Slavery's a choice word to my Haitians. I want to wake them up, but I can't save them. All we need is love, all we need is patience. And um, you know, I've made that verse at the, like that was that's the first song of that's the first. A song in the album, but that 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 song was completed towards the end of the the project. Right. So uh, you know, I, I I did. You have to go through uh, another awakening to realize, like, man, I I I want to be this, you know, helpful person to people. I want to be this like type of like messenger of truth for people but not everybody is here to receive it and I got I had to accept that everybody has their own reality like kind of like what we were talking about and that it's going my message of truth is going to help who it needs to help and who it needs to help first before anybody is myself it needs to help myself so so um I think individual individualism is good and for that reason because you know it was it was stressing me out so much that I I felt like I didn't want to see my people. Have to wear a mask and have to be. That's just the truth of it. I just didn't want to see people have to suffer. That's really all it was. I didn't want people to see. I didn't want to have to see people suffer. And I don't. I've through my beliefs, I felt like they didn't have to suffer. They accepted that. They won't. They had to suffer, like for for these times right now. And um, uh, so so uh my intentions were well but the way i was going about it like you said may have been a little bit forceful and i can i can totally admit that i could totally admit that um just about how i was using my voice but will i take it back no i feel like i needed to shake up shit a little bit i feel like i really did need to shake up i feel like i'm here for that reason next time if it is necessary for me to speak on anything that i feel that may be different from the rest i'll approach it differently and I'll try to really meditate on how to communicate it so it doesn't get taken out of context. Like I'm already worried that some of the things we said in this, this, this interview right now is gonna get taken out of context. And you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna serve, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's not gonna serve people more than uh, I want it to serve people. I want these this interview to to be beneficial. I don't want it to just be used against me. So um for the for the future, I want to just meditate on how to communicate these things better because, yeah, I know where I stand. Mm-hmm. I know where I stand, and yeah, it's, it's just also another album just to feel good. Like this is a this is a like a aggressive. I don't I don't say force forceful. I can't force anybody to do anything, but I would say it's aggressive.
0: It's definitely yeah. aggressive. Yeah,
1: maybe aggressive is the right. The there's more, more there. I, there's more aggression in the tone. Yeah, and um, I think. People weren't expecting that. But I think every time I make an album, people are not expecting what I'm about to give them. And that's what's good about me being an artist. Like I'm an artist before to them before I'm a person. And that's what they should focus on and and you
0: you brought me to my next question here is like how do you think the walk-off is gonna kind of like help you build for the next project that you're gonna be working on or already working the on? next
1: project already has 20 tracks finished like i'm i'm, I'm it's already for pretty sure. much done man like and then i have another four track ep i have other i'm i'm working because i'm i'm working on myself and it's not it's not about oh how am i going to come back from this it's about Literally me tapping into how I feel, how the music makes me feel and what I should speak on and what tone I should use for certain tracks. Um, the next project, I guess, will be a little bit more uh, for the uh, the introverts, which I feel like a lot of my music is for introverts, for introverted people. Maybe uh, the walk off was a little bit extroverted, though. Uh, but every every like on to better things was very introverted and stuff like that so sunny path was based off introvert being introverted um and uh, this this one is tapping back into introverted the introverts like it's for the introverts and um but to it's also med- uh, for you to meditate too as well because the beats are dope um there's a four track ep that's also that's it should be coming this month if everything goes well and um, um that that music is kind of like um uh, just it's just music man it's, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know how to describe it it's just what it is but there's so much music coming and the walk-off then uh i guess the walk-off just had to come in between all this music that's about to come and a lot of people said things like yo this guy is never gonna have a career um, or he's never going to make music after I said, you know, after they see my beliefs and stuff like that, they like they heard or they heard to the walk off people like this is the last album people, people will ever listen to. Um I, I highly disagree with that. I really don't think that that's the case. Like I, uh, I think that the hate the haters made themselves more known than the supporters and I believe them. And because I, you know, but the the support is not always, hey, I'm supporting you. Mm-hmm. You know, the support could be like, that guy right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see that guy right there. You know what I mean? But the hate is like, I'm hating you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they, they they maybe it was always there, but they uh they made themselves known for this one. It's like, now is our time. Now is our time. We can, oh, yeah, we can hate. We can hate. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I had to see you. Who my real friends were, I had to see who the real supporters were, and distinguish the two. The walk off. Some fans, some some fans called it the fuck off. They called <laughs> it the fuck off, man, because they were like, that's the energy that I have. It's like, um, hey, this is how I feel, and if you don't agree, fuck off. And I understand what they mean. It's kind of, it's a, in a sense, it's a little bit divisive. You know what I mean? Yeah, I because agree with that. it's like I'm, I'm, I'm like you said. There's a lot of you have to confront. Yeah, you have to confront yourself a lot with, hey, do I agree with this? Do I? How do I feel about it? Oh, you you start self-reflecting a lot, which is great. Mm-hmm. That's great. But some people don't want to do that, so they like no. So it becomes a side and political. Do you like Day? Or oh, you like Day? Uh, uh, no, I only like Ade first beats. It's like so. It's like kind of weird. It's like damn, you know. If, if I talk to my wife about this, she'll be like, "This is what goes on. Like, what the like? This is the life you live. You know what I mean? Because like, I'm just a, I'm literally a a a, a person." Who's not a sellout i make music and i i just who I, i'm who i am yeah i feel
0: that and i think uh yeah like the confront that's what i that's what i definitely really appreciate the most about the walk off outside of the aesthetic things i i liked obviously production rapping flows shit. was that fact of confronting because that's why uh even though i agree yeah maybe our conversation was kind of going in circles about that old covet like that's what and COVID it, is meant it, to do
1: bro yeah
0: well i mean th- at the end of the day Wait, no no it, no excuse it, me
1: what that's what politics is meant to do Maybe keep you going, going circles? in circles and and i don't like that it's it's not a good feeling we never we always feel drained at the end of it you know what i mean
0: yeah i mean yeah political discourse is honestly pretty toxic a lot of the time yeah um but at the end of the day i still wanted to have the conversation because as long as the people are too honest actors are not like have any other intent then yeah. You can learn something. And again, I don't, it's not, wasn't, I didn't expect anything different really in reality to happen. I just wanted to kind of hear your perspective, think about it, challenge how I currently feel and, and kind of show that and, and share that because I think people can, people again, cause people feel like how you feel, people feel how I feel. And I think it's, it's, they're both like people we're going to have to make their own decisions. So I think it's, it's yeah, healthy like, to have that kind of. Before,
1: before we, we, we set up this interview and you were saying, Hey, man, I'm not gonna try to talk too much about COVID. And I said, talk about it, man. I I really meant talk about it. Because, because I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, silence how you feel. You know, what I mean, right, if you want to express how you feel, that's fine. So I think it's important that you share how you feel, you know, and it's okay. It's okay for you to not understand where I come from. You know what I mean? Or try or it's okay for you to try to understand where I'm coming from a little bit more if you don't Fully understand, but I think it takes time to really understand. A lot of people don't understand, and it, it's 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 frustrating to them. Like they don't understand where I come from, and then they but they 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 bunch me with a category of people. Like whatever it be, maybe you know, mm-hmm. like there's some people that are not intelligent that don't like COVID, uh, and then you know people throw me in that category. Like oh yeah, they're is one of these people, but it's like nah, I have I have my reasons. Yeah. All right, man. I mean, I think I wanted to
0: just kind of wrap this up by first, I know you said you had some sneak peek of some new music you wanted to check out. So I wanted to see like how you wanted to show that. And then the other was just kind of like any, like, what are your plans? I think you already kind of talked about though. You have an EP coming hopefully this month and then a new project coming out sometime in the near future. Uh, I don't know if you have more details on that, but yeah. What's the, what's the new music you have uh, that you wanted to share?
1: This is a candidate for the new EP. Just that feeling when you get about the struggle. Overcome your fears to focus on your hustle. Got heavy responsibilities that I juggle. But I'm still gonna be the man I wanna be in double. Some people looking for a dream they can smuggle. They try to make me flinch but I didn't move a muscle. It's my highest self speaking without the muzzle. The positive seeds started sprouting lights like some brussels. Looking within, it's confiding and it's trustful. I know my true power, you don't want to meet the knuckles. Got love from my people, keep them out of trouble. They say strive for protection, like seatbelt buckles. Many changes that I need to readjust, so I had to play the cards right. Couldn't ask to reshuffle. Yeah, that's it. That's it that man. shit was
0: hot, man. Thank you. Gene. I fucked with a heavy. You were in a nice-ass pocket there.
1: Yes, that's, that's the plan, man. That's the plan from here on. Thank you.
0: All right, man. I is there anything else you wanted to kind of say before we wrap?
1: Yeah, man. Um, you know, I'm always here to help and do the best I can. So whatever you need from me, you no, know, um whatever it is, I and I'm if I'm able to help, I will be there. And that that includes features, beats. I sell all of those. If you need some advice, reach out on the DMs, whatever it may be. I could try my best to help you, Maji, and everybody else that's listening. Um, so, uh, if you got this far, appreciate you guys. And, um, thank you for tuning in and, uh, yeah, go, go support my boy. Appreciate
0: that, man. So yeah. Thank you so much for, for for coming on. I think this yeah. was a really interesting discussion, and I hope people kind of take whatever they want from it. And, And yeah, listen to the walk-off, listen to happiest people, and, uh, yeah, just live a good life, be happy.
1: Be happy and stay healthy. It's love. Yeah.
0: Peace out. Peace. Take care, man. So this concludes today's episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC-TV. I hope this episode gave you some fresh new perspectives on the latest rap releases, as well as a recommendation for the next great rap record to add to your collection. But now that I've spoken, it's your turn to have your voice heard. So let's stay in touch. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at rohview, R-O-H-V-I-E-W, to connect with me on a personal level, where you'll be able to interact with my thoughts and perspectives on music, surely, but also on politics and sports as well. If you're an artist who wants to get their new song or album reviewed on the show, hit me up via email at qlc.tv.podcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com or just send me a DM on Twitter or Instagram. I would love to give you public feedback through a review or private feedback if that's what you'd prefer. I would love to be a part of helping you grow as an artist to help the show grow and ensure that everyone's listening to the best rap music at all times, make sure you leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts so that the show can be spotlighted by that wonderful algorithm and be exposed to more people. For exclusive content and updates related to the show, follow the Rap Music Plug podcast on Facebook. You can find all of this information along with exclusive playlists created by myself by clicking the link that's in the episode's notes. So that's all for today. Talk to you soon. Peace.